Hey everybody, Chuck here. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that recently we launched our newly refreshed site over at A Healthier Michigan. You can find the podcast and other health-related content at ahealthiermichigan.org. Now, on to the episode. Some people love it, others not so much, but everyone has feelings about winter in Michigan. We're here with some fun ideas of how to make it a little more exciting and fun, and I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of great stuff for you. This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 146. Coming up, we discuss Michigan destinations to check out in Michigan this winter. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's a podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica, and every other week we'll sit down with a certified expert and we discuss topics that cover nutrition, fitness, and a lot more. And I think so many of our ideas fit right in this space because here comes winter, comes around about the same time every year. So here it comes again. And on this episode, we're talking about Michigan outdoors as we discover some winter destinations, get encouraged to participate in the outdoors and things that you can add to your bucket list. With me today is Media Digital and Industry Relations Director for Travel Michigan, Nick Nurban. Good to see you, Nick. Chuck, great to be here. Appreciate you having me. Oh yeah, sure thing. And I know you've been at this a long time talking about, you know, sharing travel community ideas, where we can go, fair weather, foul weather, warm, hot, you know, it's it's been a great career for you. But there are some people that look at Michigan, and to be fair, I bet you they're not in the state, but 2022 Thrillist ranked Michigan third, and they said, these are their words, how miserable, that's third of how miserable the w- winters are here. So I think if we put a little asterisk there, without being inauthentic, the idea is, yeah, it gets cold. Yes, we get winter, we get ice, we get snow. Some people go, hey, see you in the spring, and they just hunker down. But you're here to encourage all of us that even so that that's the case for some, we can uncover a lot of greatness in Michigan winters, right? Well, I think, first of all, that Thrillist article is actually kind of a retread of an article for a few years prior. They did republish it. It seems to resurface each year toward the beginning of the winter and <laughs> yeah. people start talking about it and so forth. And it actually provides us with an opportunity because, yes, there are things about winter that yeah, if you're wearing shorts and flip-flops and you go out to shovel your driveway or go for a walk, not going to be comfortable. Yeah. But there are many ways to enjoy winter across the state of Michigan. And we would counter that Michigan, because of the lake effect snow and the wonderful opportunities we have to enjoy it, we are one of the best places to enjoy winter. Right. I would agree. And, you know, I think we're also, uh, you know this, whether it's late fall or early spring when we get our breaks and even sometimes in the winter, because I've seen sailboats out on Lake St. Clair when I've been passing by there, you know, right at Christmas when it's a warm winter. We in Michigan will tend to still go out and wash our cars with shorts and flip flops when the weather gets cold. You know, it's just we're, we're kind of acclimated to the idea that that's OK for us in this state. Well, yeah, that's one thing that you probably will agree with, that every spring when we see that first 48 or 52 <laughs> yeah. degrees sunny day. There's people out sunbathing. <laughs> you know, twinning, yeah, so, yeah. And we're hardy folks here. So when you think of winter for yourself, are you a cold weather fan personally? Yes, I love to ski. I love to be outside. And I also love to snowshoe, cross-country ski, even go on hikes along the Great Lakes. You know, I lived in Traverse City for many years. And up in that area, there's all kinds of winter recreation opportunities. So yes, I was born and raised in a skiing family. My parents are from Traverse City. They learned to ski through the, the learn to ski programs when they were kids. 
So I was fortunate to grow up in a family that found ways to go enjoy winter as a family. And I think that's one thing that is important for folks to realize is that skiing and winter activities are truly the best family activities during the winter. And there's an old saying, there's the family that skis together stays together. And you've heard that variation on other things. But if you think about teenage kids, when I was a teenager, like that was something I still definitely would do with my parents. Yeah. And, and, and still have it be cool was go on a ski vacation. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I'll, I have to admit, I've got some lightweight snowshoes, you know, aluminum type. That is one of the biggest workouts. You know, a lot of our episodes are about fitness and mindfulness and calming your life. And when you get outside on a peaceful snow-filled day, it may not be actively snowing, whether it's cross-country, downhill, downhill a little faster, obviously, a different kind of spirit. But that snowshoe thing, I'll tell you, Nick, that is an awesome workout. You will sweat like nuts if you go for any distance. Well, snowshoeing, you know, we could do an entire podcast episode, Chuck, about snowshoeing. And I tell you what, it's something people ask me all the time. Well, I know you're a big skier. I, you, you must love winter, but how can I do it? What is there for me to do if I go to Boyne Highlands or Boyne Mountain or if I go to Crystal or somewhere like that? What can I do? And snowshoeing is a great answer because it gets people into the outdoors to do an activity that is fun, that you can do with friends, you can do with families. And it removes the barrier of the learning curve. So when you want to be a downhill skier, that takes some practice. We recommend getting professional instruction, going out and doing it safely and learning how to do it. But with snowshoeing, you can rent a pair or borrow a pair or even buy a pair relatively inexpensively, flick your boots into them and get out there and enjoy a beautiful setting like a trail. Like in Michigan, we have the Metro Park system in Detroit. There are all kinds of wonderful places to snowshoe when it snows down in Southeast Michigan. And of course, across Northern Michigan, the Upper Peninsula, going on a trail you normally would go hiking on, but doing it with snowshoes is a wonderful way to see these places. But I think to my last point here, it is great exercise. And when you snowshoe, don't overdress. I see people all the time who are not experienced. They come out with three coats on and hats and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. and, and a half mile down the trail, they're starting to take their coat off because you are burning calories and it does provide great exercise. Well, and you've got a great point there. It is part of the title is walk. So if you've walked and you're tired, you can either take the shoes off and hit a trail that's been cleared off for you or take another trail back. You can stop walking, turn around and go back. This isn't like you've gone out 50 miles and you've got to now go, oh, how do I get back? So you've mentioned some great places that are also great travel destinations in the summer and fair weather. What are some of those same destinations people might not think about when it comes to winter? Well, you know, a lot of times when you talk about winter recreation, up north is synonymous with opportunities there. But I always like to point out that there are great places. I mentioned the Metro Park System in Southeast Michigan. But for those who are looking to ski and snowboard, get out to a winter resort to take advantage of those activities, there are great destinations all over the state, like down in Southwest Michigan, even as far down as Swiss Valley, that's down by the Indiana border. There's Bittersweet and Cannonsburg in the Kalamazoo Grand Rapids area. So there are destinations to go out and do fun things. In Lansing, the Hawk Island tubing activity. And snow tubing, by the way, is such a fantastic thing. A lot of the major resorts up north, like the Boyne Resorts and Shanty Creek, they've added tubing hills. And so the family can do that together. Friends can do it. And again, there's not the barrier of learning how to do this skilled activity. You can go out and enjoy those fun activities. But when we talk about destinations, if you look at Gaylord, for example, with Otsego Resort and Treetops, those are known summer destinations, treetops in the either golf mecca with some of the best golf courses in the country. You can go there and they've got downhill skiing. They've got wonderful snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. And then, of course, in Harbor Springs area, 
on Highlands and Nubs Knob, an area you're familiar with, Chuck. Some of the best skiing in the Lower Peninsula, but the UP, which when you talk about any kind of recreation, the UP is filled with wonderful opportunities to get out and enjoy the beautiful scenery we have in Michigan. Well, and you know, that's a great point. So winter does add its own questions about making sure you're safe, right? If you're venturing out, but going to the UP and, and even to the winter, going to look at some of those waterfalls or frozen falls, however long into the season you waited. What an awesome walk. I've never done that in the winter, but I've done it multiple times in the warmer weather. We just spoke with a park ranger at Tacoma Island Falls. And I tell you, the way that they described what the falls looks like in the winter time, I'm planning a visit, honestly. When you have the second largest waterfall east of the Mississippi by volume, you know, second to Niagara Falls and in the upper Tuamanon Falls, and then you combine that with temperatures in the UP and the fresh snow on the trees, this is a visual that anyone can really enjoy. It is absolutely beautiful, and I can't wait to go explore that on foot or snowshoes, depending on what the snow is like at that time. So you gave us some suggestions for locations. Are there any places that are truly off the beaten path, little destinations, mom and pop, something that's a little different that you can recommend? Well, I, I've got to mention Mount Bohemia. So Mount Bohemia- Wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm Bohemian. That's crazy. Mount <laughs> yeah. Bohemia, I didn't even know there was a Mount Bohemia. So Mount Bohemia is a truly unique destination, not just within Michigan, but in the country. It is on the Keweenaw Peninsula, at the tip of the Keweenaw Peninsula, near Copper Harbor. So we're talking like the northernmost point in the state, north of a lot of Canada. And it's bordered on three sides by Lake Superior. So this narrow peninsula, the Keweenaw, comes out into Lake Superior, and it's stunningly beautiful 365 days a year. But because of that location, no matter which direction the wind blows, the lake effect snow falls. So, you know, you've probably seen the big snow stake they have in Houghton that measures the annual snowfall. And, and that thing's over 200 most years, and it's been over 300. And so we're talking about snow levels that approach things like in Colorado or Utah, where it's 250 to 350 inches of snow per year. So there is legitimate powder skiing. We ski powder in the Lower Peninsula too, but not quite with the frequency they do up there. At Mount Bohemia, it's got 900 vertical feet of drop. Oh. So this is the, the, the highest vertical drop in the Midwest. It's got very long runs and challenging runs. And so that's something that a lot of folks are aware of, but maybe haven't visited because it is a little bit of a drive. Yeah. But for expert skiers, and, and I wouldn't recommend it for a family or a beginner because they don't groom, they don't have a lot of green runs. This is an advanced mountain. But for expert skiers, this rivals Western terrain, maybe not quite to the extent in the lake, but it, it is Western style skiing with deep powder and wonderful views. Wow. And you know, you've talked about these snow amounts. So I've got to go back to being a weather geek here for just a minute. You know, the other side of the coin for winter is there are people who are aching for deep snow, for a lot of snow. And you mentioned numbers that when you say them, I think they sometimes, even for me over the years, they fly by. So in Metro Detroit, if we get 44, 48 inches of snow, that's an average. When you're talking about people who are aching for powder and snow, you know, if they're hunters, they kind of know it by osmosis. If you're a skier, you get it. But when you say that there's a place in the UP that's getting, you know, this year 280 inches of snow will be their season, you can find snow without driving for states. You can stay in our state. And the other thing that's interesting, I see these forecasts come out that are nationally oriented. And this year, well, the winter could be a little mild. I just want to let everybody know that when we hear the word mild, that does not mean it's so warm there's not snow. As a matter of fact, if it is just a little milder winter, that means the lakes are wide open. They're not frozen, which means even more lake effect snow. 
just with average cold temperatures. So we've got to be cautious when we hear these forecasts and try to make plans way out because mild does not mean less snow and it doesn't mean it's not cold. Well, it's interesting. When I talk about weather geeks, I remember I took a meteorology class in college and we had one class session specifically about lake effect snow. And I was in the front row just, you know, loving <laughs> that because I, lake effect snow to me is beautiful. And the, the process by which that happens in Michigan is truly unique. And we benefit from it. You know, the, the Great Lakes regulate our climate. They help us have a little bit longer growing season, some of our Midwestern neighbors. But it also gives us the wonderful winter recreation we can take advantage of. Yeah, no question about that. For some who are thinking they've got small kids, they're not quite at that family level for skiing yet. What about indoor destinations? Because a lot of places are still there for us that can, you know, you benefit from winter being outside and seeing the beautiful scenery, but yet you go inside to have fun too. Well, there's a couple of options here, Chuck. I think, first of all, I'd mention a destination like Boyne Mountain. So you've got the Mountain Grand Lodge, they've got the Avalanche Mountain Water Park right there. It's an indoor water park. So if there are members of the family that don't want to get out on the slopes, they can go enjoy the water park. There's also a full service spa at Boyne Mountain. So there's those types of experiences while the mountain's right next door. So if another member of the family or two want to go out and go ski while the other folks are enjoying these other amenities, they can do that. But I know that we also like to always talk about travel can often be a great time to learn. And in Michigan, we have so many wonderful museums like the Henry Fort. That is a national destination. People travel into Michigan to visit the Henry Fort Museum of Innovation, to learn about the history of all kinds of transportation, all kinds of different innovation. The Kalamazoo Air Zoo. You've never heard of the Air Zoo. It's an incredible collection of aircraft and aerospace. And there's hands-on experiences where you can sit inside and feel what it's like to be in a space shuttle. There's all kinds of really interesting things to happen. So I think looking for those types of experiences, we are filled in Pure Michigan with those indoor experiences too. Yeah, there's no question about that. And what's nice is that they can be just a gas tank away if that. So it's not like it's a super expense in terms of travel. When you think, you've already said you're a skier, so maybe there's a bias to my next question, but when you think of an ideal winter getaway, what do you think that means? Well, I love to have a place that has a fireplace. You know, yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, I had a friend one time and she got a hold of me and said, look, I'm writing an article about the best fireplaces at ski resorts. And so, you know, I was happy to share some thoughts. You know, so I mentioned Otsego Resort, you know, it's, it was a private club in Gaylord for many years, for decades. And about six or seven years ago, it opened up to the public. So it's now anyone can come and ski there. They've got a place called the River Cabin. It has one of those classic round fireplaces. So people can gather around the fire and it's it's in the center. And then you can go indoors, sit around the fire. And when you get done with your hot chocolate, you can go outside and they get in Gaylord, lots of lake effect snow. So ski some wonderful terrain. They also do snowshoe hikes along the headwaters of the Sturgeon River in this valley up there. And I'm telling you, just give those types of things a chance if you're not a winter person, quote unquote. Go do something like that where you're doing something with snowshoe, where you burn calories and stay warmer and sit around the fire. That's the ideal winter getaway for me is plenty of snow, plenty of opportunity to enjoy the atmosphere as well as the activities. Well, I don't have my fire on right now, but I've got a hot cup of coffee, so I'm with you. And I think, you know, being around a fireplace even when people are coming and going from skiing to find your spot where it's a little quieter near the fireplace and just read a book. I mean, simply just chill, if you forgive the pun, but you know, <laughs> it really is a great thing. And psychologically, just being near a fire, that's why they sell, you know, you could go on TV and you can, you can watch a crackling fire 
there's something about it that really calms our spirit. It's very interesting. Yeah, the fireplace is so funny. Like there's a farmhouse that's a family farmhouse. And we had Christmas there one time many years ago. And my great aunt, my grandmother's sister, they had no fireplace. And she bought on VHS tape a fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she played it on the TV yeah. near the Christmas tree. And I'm telling you, you could almost feel the warmth coming out of it. But it, it does feel like it warms you up inside. Just a few years ago, they were building a coffee place near my house. And I just, I, I saw them doing it. And they're putting in this fireplace. It was in the rough construction stage. So I just walked in. I just wanted to see what it was going to look like before it became the coffee place. So I'm, I'm standing there, the carpenters and the electricians and everybody's there. And the guy walks up to me and I said, this is a fireplace insert. It's an electric fireplace. He said, yeah, but can I tell you a secret? We're instructed all across Michigan to never make it work and put out heat yeah, right. because the place is too small. And if we let it heat up the place, people will leave. We want them to sit down with a cup of coffee and buy a donut or whatever. And I said, well, that's really interesting. He said, it's purely psychological. We've actually seen people walk up to the fake fireplace. There's no heat and do this with their hands. and <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, oh. we like those, don't we? Yeah, I think it's, again, it just creates that atmosphere. And the places that incorporate it, whether it's a small coffee shop like that or whether it's a large resort, let's make everyone feel comfortable and then want to return. Well, you talked about Traverse City. I'll tell you something that I enjoy with my wife, Susan, is the stroll. Is in the winter, I think Traverse City anytime rivals places in America. But in the winter, you could superimpose yourself to veil in your mind. You could say it's like the mountains of the Carolinas near Asheville. I think walking in the winter, grabbing you know a hot cocoa or something, and just going shopping, maybe before the holidays or after, doesn't matter, is just a wonderful place to stroll and then find a place to grab some lunch to warm up near a fireplace, you know? Well, I know that downtown Traverse City is, is familiar to a lot of folks, but having lived there for a number of years, supporting the local businesses downtown and the independent shops, just one quick example. One year I was home from college and I went into a little gift shop down there called the Americana Collection. And as I pull out my credit card, the person says, oh, Nurbin, are you related to Doris? And I'm like, yeah, my grandmother. And so that kind of experience, you know, where you're truly supporting a local business and you feel like you belong there. You know, if you're visiting Traverse City, go down and see those shops. Go grab a cup of coffee. There's like four coffee shops right downtown. Wonderful restaurants also like Amacall and Poppycock. Go down and enjoy, make a weekend out of it. Travel up there to get some holiday shopping done. See the tree lighting. They've got the big Christmas tree downtown. There's so many different opportunities to enjoy Traverse City in the winter. But one quick addition on that, Chuck, have you ever thought about snowshoeing through a vineyard? Because there's an opportunity out on Old Mission Peninsula where they have a, a guided snowshoe trip. You get taken by shuttle to Bryce Estate Winery, and you snowshoe through three vineyards down to the Jolly Pumpkin Brewery out there on Grand Traverse Bay. And that is a ton of fun and very beautiful. I've never given that angle any thought at all. That's pretty wild. That sounds like a great afternoon. So as you continue to think about this, people are obviously looking for places to go, but even in this high-tech world, we're a little confused as to where to go for the best way to get information on hidden gems, the ones that are staring us right in the face. Where would you suggest we go to check for uh, finding the best places this winter? Well, you know, we always say your trip begins at Michigan.org, and that is truly what we recommend. Michigan.org slash winter takes you directly to articles about different activities. It connects you with our partners across the state that have their own tourism websites. Like if you want to learn about Escanaba or Sault Ste. Marie or Gaylord, you can find links to those tourism partners to find out what's happening. If there's unique events, you know, like if Santa's coming on town on a sleigh ride, 
There's all kinds of different things to happen or snowshoeing or skiing or whatever the activities are in the areas. Go to michigan.org slash winter and that's a great place to start. Every time you say something, I get a visual or I just heard sleigh bells in my head. What a, yes. another great thing, right? <laughs> With your family leading up to the holidays is to get on a sleigh ride out somewhere. It's just just a perfect trip. Well, Nick, as we wrap things up, give us some takeaways from your point of view about what we should all be considering this winter, not waiting for another one. What can we think about? Well, first of all, winter is beautiful. You know, we definitely, if we have somewhere to be, we've got to drive a distance and we have to drive through snow. Yes, it is challenging. Slow down, have good snow tires. Make sure you're prepared and be safe, whether you're going skiing on vacation or whether you're going to work. It's always important to travel safely in the winter. For sure, we want you to arrive safely so you can enjoy that winter. But try something new this year. I think our conversation about snowshoeing is a wonderful example. Find someone that has snowshoed before or maybe who hasn't. Find a place that rents them. There's a lot of folks that make rentals available for snowshoeing. Go out and explore. Do something like, here's a trail I enjoyed hiking during the fall. Go snowshoe it during the winter some healthy exercise, and enjoy the beautiful scenery and try something new this winter. Well, Nick Nurbin, it's good to see you again. And you you are way more than an expert on travel that's representing someone. I mean, this is in your blood, and it's really cool to catch up with you again. Thanks. Yeah, it's been wonderful, Chuck. Thanks again for the opportunity. Oh, sure thing. Nick is uh, Media, Digital, and Industry Relations Director for Travel Michigan, and uh, we sure are glad that he was with us today. As we continue to get through the next couple of months, think about this, getting outside. We want to thank you for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, you can check us out. You can go to YouTube now for videos. You can go to our newly refreshed website. It's ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us reviews or ratings on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can always follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter and get new episodes if you want to take them with you on that walk or that uh, snowshoe or cross-country ski. You can take new episodes on your smartphone or tablet and be sure to hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast or Spotify or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Be well.